Hey everyone, welcome to Shift, or welcome back if this isn't your first time here. Shift is a daily podcast where the thoughts and insights presented center around shifting expectations and being in a constant state of growth. I believe that radical accountability requires true vulnerability. Hopefully you find value in the content presented, and if so, I hope that you'll visit the website togetherweshift.com and check out some of the other resources available in the tools section. Now let's get to it. If you know me at all, you know that Ted Lasso is one of my favorite television shows. It's funny, it's raunchy, and it's honestly one of the best things out there in terms of writing. And it's a lot deeper than you might think. From a philosophy standpoint, Ted Lasso is dropping mad knowledge under the guise of a Midwestern simpleton. And sometimes, honestly, the most simple approaches are the best. In episode two, season two, I think it's titled Lavender, and I I have no idea why. There's an exchange between the psychologist, Sharon, and Ted Lasso. He brings her some biscuits, and she denies them because she doesn't eat sugar. Fair enough, right? A lot of people don't eat sugar, don't do certain things. He compares that denial of sugar to his relationship to video games, and Sharon, who isn't quite getting the comparison, asks how so. So Ted replies, you know, it's just something in my life that I really enjoy. But then, I pretend that preventing myself from having them is somehow making my life better. When in reality, all I'm doing is depriving myself of something that makes me happy, instead of attempting to adjust my relationship to it. The first time I saw this exchange, I had to rewind it and listen to it again and again. Because what he's describing is rich and poignant, more so than I think many might understand. As are many of the quips and one-liners that Coach Lasso delivers each episode. But this one I felt particularly like unpacking. Because I think it's so relevant to how we choose to deal with our shit these days. I think it's a statement on cancel culture, elimination diets, and what I kind of think is the radicalization of discipline or perhaps it's the bastardization of discipline. Maybe that's a better term. You see, we think that it's an act of discipline to remove something from our existence. No soda, no carbs, no cursing, no sugar. Or maybe we're canceling a celebrity for a behavior, or perceived behavior that we only see one small sliver of because someone somewhere deemed that behavior completely unacceptable. But the term unacceptable is subjective. It's rooted in opinion, not fact. And it's actually easier to eliminate something than it is to redefine and manage a healthy relationship with it. Think about it. Is it easier to not have soda, for example, when it simply isn't in your house? Isn't it easier to deny carbs or eliminate carbs from your diet if you simply don't buy them? Of course it is. But ice cream, which is my version of Ted Lasso's video games, brings me joy. So do I deny myself joy because it's maybe not very healthy? Is that helpful to me in the long run? It certainly can be considered as disciplined. But what is the end result? I feel like I just simply end up resenting myself for denying myself joy. The harder thing the much harder thing is to actually adjust my relationship to it. The real discipline is to have the thing that you crave 
and seemingly can't control your desire to have in your presence and to redefine how you interact with it? How do you allow yourself to pleasure but regulate and temper it with respect? In my mind, that requires us to be vulnerable, to be in the presence of our temptress and to respect it and to be measured in our partaking of it. Sure, there's reasons to eliminate something from your diet or your experience. I mean, I've been sober for 18 years now. Alcohol and I have an unhealthy relationship, so I choose, therefore, not to partake in it out of respect for my wife and my children and, quite frankly, for myself. It isn't worth it to me to risk or sacrifice my relationships with them. You can't unring a bell, and things that are said or done while under the influence cannot be unheard or unseen. It's not quite the same as having a cookie or ice cream for most people. But in the vein of readjusting my relationship to alcohol, I have no problem being in the room with it, I have no problem being around people who are drinking it, and if I'm honest, I've had a taste or two of spirits since I've quote-unquote been sober, without wanting another. And truth be told, getting to that place took me years, maybe even a decade, because I was led to believe that the way we resolve our conflict with detrimental things is to simply eliminate them. So I felt like I was betraying some sort of promise or responsibility to my soberness by, by tasting something that someone had. Or maybe I was betraying my family. In reality, the real strength comes from facing our demons and defeating them, not simply hiding from them. Reality is, though, that alcohol doesn't bring me joy, and, and I am not willing to sacrifice what else might happen for something that I don't particularly care for. But ice cream, getting back to the thing that does bring me joy, and that relationship, that requires me to manage it. I have to recognize what a reasonable amount is, and I have to stick to it. And it has to be in my home in order for me to do that. So I have to be able to sit here on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night and know that there's a gallon of ice cream in the freezer and know that I've eaten what I should eat today and that I don't need it. That goes with coffee or television or any number of things that bring us joy. Rather than just eliminate them, we have to learn how to manage them. And truthfully, I fail at managing that relationship often. But I forgive myself each night and I recommit each morning. That's the best that I can do. So what is it in your life that you're denying yourself that brings you happiness? Is it video games, is it carbs, television, or is it something else? And have you replaced it with something else? Is it something truly harmful that you're denying yourself, like pornography or drugs? Or is it something that you could experience in moderation without detriment? The real question is, are you willing to lean into the vulnerability and discipline it takes to adjust the relationship with it rather than simply eliminate it? I know you can do it if you're willing. As always, that's a choice you have to make.